ESPN called this weekend Statement Saturday. But it was very clear that the only teams making statements are the same teams that are making statements every week. Except for maybe one upset. We've got the same old teams doing the same old thing once again on this edition of Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm getting tired of losing to Purdue! I'm not here to round this week! That's why I got a college skip! That's why I was an All-American in Michigan! It's I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. Mikey, how you doing? We already did our bitching, whining, and complaining about our weekends uh, before the red light came on. We're, we're, we're struggling with the artificial concept of daylight saving time. Uh, I'm old enough now. I used to. I, I used to be like, no, just leave it on, leave it on summertime all year long. I'm old enough now. I don't give a shit. Just leave it how it is. It's awful. Just changing's awful. It's stupid. Yeah, this is the first time that I've really got hit by it. But I think it was more what I was doing during those days than the time change itself. You can't have debauchery in Nevada and then try to navigate the time change. Exactly. Not a good combination. Exactly. Let's talk about the debauchery in Reno and college football in general. We started out 9 a.m. Vegas, Georgia, Missouri, and by noon, Georgia had done what they usually do. Missouri just never seemed like they had a shot, even though they led at some point. Yeah, I, I just I I never thought they had a chance to win the game. You see, there was so much debauchery in Reno. You can't even keep your games right. The Georgia game was twelve thirty game. It wasn't the nine o'clock game. Oh damn! You can't even. How 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 trashed were you, man? This is fantastic. Okay, that means the Ole Miss Texas A and M game was the nine a.m. game. There we go. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so we'll talk about that <laughs> one first because. Mississippi tried to give away any hope they had of the SEC West, and it took a deflected 47-yard field goal to keep their hope alive, at least until the Alabama game, at at which point Alabama did their thing and Mississippi's got no hope. Doesn't matter. Ole Miss had that game covered for like 55 minutes and then just blew it at the end, which it's not the only time that happened to me. On Saturday, which was a load of crap. Entertaining. That was one half of an entertaining uh, picture-in-picture combination in the early slate. Ole Miss now relegated to spoiler with what happened in the uh, in the late game. But, uh, I'm not even sure who they can spoil at this point. They can they can give Georgia a loss. That's what they can do. Uh, and then okay. really, really turn up the pressure cooker for what certainly looks to be a Georgia-Alabama SEC championship game. How many times are we going to do this before we just, you know, just 
what are we playing the regular season for? Come on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mississippi can't beat Georgia. It's just that simple. They barely beat Texas A&M. They should have beat the dog piss out of A&M and let them hang around all freaking day. So stupid. So after Ole Miss survived, then we get Georgia and Missouri. And again, what, what I said is, even though Missouri, I think they even had a lead at one point, but you never thought they were going to win this game. No, they kind of hung around, but it never... This game never escalated to the point where I had to bring it up on the big screen at sixth year senior South. It was it was bedlam on the main screen, and and Georgia stayed on on the secondary uh, marker over here, and it next it never got to the point where it felt like Missouri really had a chance. Then you had the bad interception late, and it 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 was bad. Yeah, that that was probably the most entertaining thing that happened all Saturday. Nazir Stackhouse catching. That interception, I 320 pound lineman, and he caught the ball, and damn near scored if it hadn't been for damn, yeah, uh, a blindside block ruined it all. But and if I remember correctly, he got to like the two anyway. I'm saying he was inside the five. I know that, but but that was fantastic. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. It is, it is interesting, however, that as much as the Georgia schedule has been, you know, along with Michigan, sort of derided all year long for not having a, any challenge on it, it, it's wild that the November is shaping up the way it is between Missouri, Ole Miss is, you know, they're not going to beat Georgia, but I think they can at least push them a little bit. Uh, they've got the Tennessee game coming up, and then a Georgia Tech team that... Uh, I'm not sure they cracked the top 25 this week, but they're they're not a complete embarrassment. But I don't think any of those teams have the have the ammo to to take down the dogs. No, absolutely not. If you just look at this week's coming schedule, it's awful. I there are that bad. It, there are very few games that mean anything. Oh, I see. Oh, so you're trying. You're you're gonna push the. You're gonna push the 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 the, the left wing liberal media topic of oh we need to have twelve teams so there's more games that mean something here. I see where you're going with this. Uh, uh, no, no, actually, because this year I don't think there's twelve teams that deserve to be in the playoffs. Well, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's gonna happen between now and the first weekend of December. We've got one, two. Three basic semifinal playing game, or yes, playing games, so the quarterfinal playing games uh, to the college football playoff. We're going to have Michigan and Ohio State. That's the you know that's the big one we've been talking about for 365 days. We're going to have Alabama and Georgia. Somehow Alabama's still hanging around with a shot to get in this damn thing. And we're going to have Washington and Oregon most likely again out west. There's three, and can Florida State get through the last bit of their? Uh, their shenanigans here to get in, and if and, and again, if if Alabama happens to beat Georgia, you got Texas over here. Texas has got the win over Alabama. It's perfect. Leave the shit at four, and let's just get down to business. Come on. Well, yeah, I I agree with you. Leave it at four. There are a lot of good games that will happen in the next month, but none of them are happening this weekend. 
Michigan's got Penn State. That's a good game. This is the first time all season long that Michigan is going to play a team that has any resemblance of talent comparable to them on the other sideline. I'm not saying Penn State's going to win that game, but I'm saying they're at least going to. Michigan's at least going to have people on the field that can compete with them. And that's uh, something here. I don't think so. I think Michigan will probably win that game by 14 easily. All right, we'll see. I mean, it might happen. It might happen, but but you know we'll see. Miami's Miami and Florida State old rivalry there. Tennessee Missouri that'll be a fun game. Utah and Washington that'll be a fun game. Yeah, but Miami, Ole Miss Miami. and Georgia that'll be a fun. There's a lot of fun games this week. What are we talking about? USC and Oregon. USC and Oregon, that's a fun game. We saw we saw the fun that was USC Washington. Got a good okay, game. Got yes. a good slate this I'll, weekend. I'll, I'll give you that one, but like Miami of Florida and Florida State. Come on, Miami of Florida just lost to NC State. It's a big rivalry game. Anything you throw the throw the record books out, right? I'm I, look, man. Yo, I, Miami of Florida only, has no hope of getting into the ACC title game. So we what, only what got fifteen mean? of these week. We only got fifteen of these weekends every single year, and you're out here ready to just throw throw the baby out with the bathwater for God's sake. <laughs> Enjoy this shit. Come on. This now that said, when you compare when you compare them to this past Saturday, no, it's going to pale in comparison because we you know we talked about two SEC games here. Alabama LSU was Alabama LSU was a was a good game. I'm not gonna say it was a great game. It was a good game that got a little bit out of hand late, and it wasn't even the best uh, the best game on the on the late card there. But the thing was LSU just gave up. I mean, they, they scored to get to 28-21, and then it, it's like their and, entire and offense it. just gave up, and the defense gave up because they couldn't stop the running game. You ever thought that maybe, maybe that old, you know, Nick Saban on the other sideline maybe might have actually made some defensive adjustments? God, just, 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 just taking all credit away from Alabama. I can't believe this. Alan, you're such a curmudgeon, man. No, no, no. I'm not taking credit away from Alabama. I'm taking credit away from LSU because they were never that good. They had a lead in the second half in Tuscaloosa. That's, that's something. And then gave up. They weren't. Here's here's. It, it just comes down to this. LSU was a good football team this season, but they they did not have the intangibles to make them great, and that's why they fell short against Florida State, and that's why they fell short against Alabama. That's that, that that's basically it. They just don't have the it. They got the guys. They don't have the it. Simple as that. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes out of that. And and, and Brian Kelly, eh, you're going to have to do a little more next year, buddy. But it's going to come down to the same old thing. Well, except the SEC will have two more teams, and there'll probably be three unbeaten teams in the SEC. And, you know, woohoo, there we go. Jesus Christ. Let's not talk about next year yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm mad. I got so mad. I got so mad watching that late game out west and thinking, Matt, what are we doing next year? Oh, that was that was so fun. Let, let, let's wait to get to that. We'll get there in a minute. Let's start with the Big 12, because Oklahoma State did throw a monkey into the wrench, <laughs> beating Oklahoma 27-24, and now it seems to me that there's no way that any other team can get into the Big 12 playoffs except Texas and Oklahoma State. 
Yeah, Oklahoma State's really going to have to fold here down the stretch. You look at the you look at their schedule; it's super favorable. Props to Gundy for getting the boys up. Gordon was banged up, gutted through, looked like a groin injury. Totaled up uh, almost 140 yards, couple of scores. Got a favorable whistle down the stretch. We've been we've been talking about the inconsistency of the Big 12 officiating. Are 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 are, are, are they making the call? Or are they not making the call? It certainly looked like the call got made on that uh the the no call on the pass interference down in that uh that right side corner. Oh yeah. Yeah, he got but Stoops got pulled down, and they didn't call it. And you know what? Screw it. Oklahoma's got been the beneficiary of so many so many flags over the years. You know what? If you go out on that one, and this is the last time y'all are going to play because Oklahoma's leaving the league. Oklahoma's like Oklahoma's all. Oh well, we're still willing to play. Uh, Oklahoma State's scared. They don't want to schedule this non-conference, and Oklahoma State's all. You know, oh y- y'all want to leave the league? Don't want to play anymore? No okay, fine. I love it. It, it, it. It's a perfect divorce. It's absolutely fantastic. And I, you know what? I lost the bet because I was convinced that Oklahoma was going to win, and it really wasn't. It wasn't until about the last five minutes of the game where I, I didn't think Oklahoma was going to cover. I thought the whole way Oklahoma was going to come back and win the game, and it just didn't happen. Well, they actually had it. They they, they led twenty one seventeen. They had fourth and five on Oklahoma State thirty. Yep. And instead of kicking a field goal to go up six, they went for it, threw incomplete. And, hey, two possessions later, Oklahoma State scores a touchdown to take a 24-17 lead instead of a 24-24 tie. Well, there were some weird fourth down things going on because they'd stopped Oklahoma State twice on fourth down before that. So I, it was it, it was just a weird a weird set of, of cat and mouse in this one. And then finally when Oklahoma State got the lead, the uh, the defense was able to, to bend and not break, got the stop late. Gabriel throwing short of the sticks on the on the deciding fourth down play. I was shocked. You got you got to get it across the line there. Do not let the uh, the defense have a chance to make a play. And they did. Receiver bobbled the ball that gave the uh, that gave the uh, the corner just enough time to to make the pursuit and make the tackle. And I don't even know if he wound up catching the ball or not, but it didn't matter because he, because he bobbled it, the defender was able to play. You said the monkey got thrown into the wrench. The monkey got thrown into the wrench. The goalpost got thrown into the pond. It was a good day in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yes, it was. And Oklahoma State will probably meet Texas because they beat Kansas State 33-30. Mm. Kansas State goes for the win on fourth down rather than kicking the field goal. What do you think of that? We had was it last week or two weeks ago? We had a two point com- two point conversion conversation. You asked me, and you were surprised when I said that they should have kicked the field the the, the, the field goal or the extra point, whatever it was. They they should have went for the tie, not for the win. I was kind of indifferent on this one, but the more I thought about it, the more I think they should have kicked the field goal. I know they had some issues with special teams, but Kansas State had been the better football team for the better part of the last twenty minutes of the game. They had the momentum. I think at that point they might have actually been the better team. You've got Texas backup quarterback who had not been good throughout the course of the game. Get him into an even higher pressure situation and just keep ramping it up. I think Kansas State should have uh, should have kicked the field goal. I'm not. I don't completely hate the idea of going for two and or going for the win here on fourth down. But you got to have a play that's better than you know. Don't block anybody and pray because that's what it really came down to. And 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 Howard just got shellacked. He didn't have a chance. Well, I, I'm guessing that that play was not 
put together to be that bad. No, absolutely not. Uh, credit credit Texas for bringing the heat and just overwhelming the uh, the line there. Total escape job by the Longhorns there at home. And you know what? Some you know sometimes you need games like that uh, to break your way. We saw t- TCU seem to get you know, they got theirs last year down in Waco when they had the fire drill field goal at the gun, which is still one of the craziest plays I've seen in college football the last ten years. You need those weird games to kind of happen. Texas got away with one at home on Saturday. Take it, get the hell out of there, regroup, and get ready for next week. While everybody was looking at playoff contention games, Army and Air Force gave us quite a surprise. Army scored 17 points in the first quarter. Yeah. Ended up beating the Air Force 23-3, to and somehow that game still went under. Yeah, you would have said before the game, Army scores 23 points. It's like, there's no fucking way this game's going under. <laughs> I looked down, I looked down, it was, let's see, 11 here in Central Time. I, I probably looked at my phone at like 11.07. It was 7 nothing Army right out of the gate. I'm like, oh, perfect. I got tw- I got 25 points to play with on the spur, whatever it was. And I'm like, oh man, I'm home free. And I, I had no idea that they were just going to just run it up and cover cover the Air Force's spread on their own and just embarrass the fight Falcons. I cannot believe how that game went. Zach Lair, Air Force's quarterback, had not given up a turnover all year. And Army intercepted him twice and forced two fumbles. I You just, you can't play that out. Brutal. Just brutal. Army-Navy got a little extra heat now. Yep. Got the strap on the line. Love it. Air Force loses for the first time this season. They still have the Mountain West title game in hand because that wasn't a Mountain West game. Yeah. What is Air Force's ceiling now with a loss to a team that probably will not go to a bowl? I find it hard to see a way for them back into the New Year Six just because... It, not because they lost, but the way they lost, who they lost to. This is a horrific loss. You can't, it, this is one that's hard to come back from here. Let's say they run the table, they win the Mountain West. You know, maybe a month from now I feel different about it. You know, recency bias isn't hitting. Liberty's not that team for me at all. Opens up a door for Tulane, I guess. Uh, to sneak into the New Year's Six, it's a horrible loss for Air Force. It, I really feel that if Air Force had run the table, I mean, it's, it's theirs with no question whatsoever. Tulane would have had a loss, even if it was to Ole Miss. Lit, you know, comparing Air Force's schedule to Liberty's schedule, would have, I mean, it wouldn't have been a, 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 a comparison at that point. Maybe we can get JMU back in the mix here. I mean, please, somebody, Virginia legislature, <laughs> help, help us out here. But well, yeah, it, is... it's not the Virginia legislature. It's the NCA not listening to the Virginia legislature. Ah, they got to keep putting the heat on them. Come on. Nothing better to do than challenge for college football bowl eligibility. Then late night, Washington and USC Woo! put on a thriller. Washington, 52, USC, 42. It, it really came down to who made stops in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And... Really, it was just one stop for Washington after they took a 45-42 lead. Caleb Wilson was sacked on third down. They punted. And Washington spent 
the next 522 running the ball from their own nine-yard line to USC's goal line. It kind of felt, when Washington settled for that field goal, it kind of felt like they blinked. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's what I thought, too. US, all right, he, the USC's going to go down. They're going to get the touchdown. They're going to have control of the game now. And it didn't happen. Washington's defense finally stepped up, got the huge stop. And then Dylan Johnson, who was amazing, by the way, absolutely dynamite, busts that big run out, gets him out of the shadow of the road end zone, and they run it out. Johnson had 256 yards, and I believe I saw he had 205 yards before contact. Oh, wow. I mean, just... USC's defense is atrocious. They uh they shit can the defensive coordinator Sunday. Just 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 a a, a bad deal for USC because that's a dynamite offense that they got and, and they just got no defense to, to help back it up. Michael Penix with the with the highlight reel. Let, let's roll right, then roll all the way back left across the field and hit the uh, hit the tight end with the with the throw down the sideline. You know you talk about Heisman moments. That was one there. My God, what a throw! Just a pinball game in the Coliseum. It was the guy. If, if, that game being in the Coliseum made it feel like a big deal. It felt like a big deal because of because of the arena. It was classic Pac-12. You know the sun setting in the West. It was all the all of it. Just the the atmosphere. It felt like a big freaking deal. And I really really feel like next year it does not have that same aura about it. Because it's just another Big Ten game at that point. Am I wrong about that? No, you are not wrong about that. It got just some of those. I you always forget what a magnificent setting the Coliseum is. When you get the high shots of the columns down on the one end, the sun setting in the back. It is a oh my! It's stunning. It is stunning. The stadium's a hundred years old. Still, still gorgeous. Man, I'm just gonna like I say it won't. It'll still be there next year. It won't be the same. And finally, among the big games of the day, Clemson beat Notre Dame 31-23. Clemson's makeshift offensive line comes to life for Phil Maffa. He runs for 186 yards and two touchdowns on 36 carries. Will Shipley didn't dress. Could it be that they've been starting the wrong running back all year? Kind of feels like maybe I don't know. I think Shipley is supposed to be the guy. The news breaks before the game that he's not. Uh, he's not playing, and I'm like, oh man, Notre Dame is really going to run it up. And Clemson took took advantage of a couple of breaks early and uh, got ahead, and then held on the rest of the way. We were out here talking about Dabo getting into spats with radio talk show callers and all this stuff. You look back, Clemson. They're far from overwhelming on talent. They don't have the guys, but they're not that far from being right back in it. Maybe we were a little premature in in writing the obituary for Clemson football. They're back with the pack, but they're far from from life support. Oh, well, I mean, they can't get into the play. They can't get into the No, oh, no, absolutely not. So, again, what's it matter? It matters from a program branding standpoint, recruiting, all that stuff, getting ready for next year. That's what that that's what that matters for. We have to cultivate an environment where 
these games matter in November. They matter to me, damn it. I care. I care about how Clemson... It's Clemson and Notre Dame. Those are two name-brand schools who are having... You know, Clemson has struggled this year. Notre Dame's been pretty good, but just under the, uh, you know, just under the top tier of contenders here. That That's a game that should matter, whether it, whether it matters to the playoff or not. This should matter for a good bowl game. It should help with positioning and all that. And, and we need we need a position we need an environment that does that. But these two teams should not be they are not good enough to be playing for the national championship. So where is that middle ground that we can actually find to to to, to do things like that? Well you don't have twenty team conferences. <laughs> Oh, right there. Absolutely. You fix that and everything else takes care of itself. But we've we've long opened Pandora's box on that one. Let's go to the Big Ten, where Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State all won easily. Speaking and, of 20-team conferences. Yeah, and, and the Big Ten West got even stupider. Jesus Christ. Indiana upsets Wisconsin. Michigan State upsets Nebraska. Illinois upsets Minnesota. And yet somehow Iowa... On a 52-yard field goal in the final seconds, beats Northwestern. The only touchdown in the game came because of a block punt, gave Iowa a super short field. Because, of course. So stupid. Did you see the video? Did you see the video that was going around over the weekend of the silent film version of Iowa Northwestern? Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> Turned out the black and white with the scratches in the film. Put the music over. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, it was so great. Oh, that's so great. Stuff. I don't know who generated it. They were a genius. Absolutely fantastic work. So Iowa is 4-2, and two, yet they lost to Minnesota. And they have Rutgers, Illinois, and Nebraska left on their schedule. Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska are all 3-3. Three and three. I think there's still an opportunity for a seven-way four and five. I haven't done the data yet after this week's games, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, with Illinois and Michigan State winning, uh, knocking off Nebraska there to, to screw that up, it certainly seems like there's a there's a there's a wait for that still to happen. But we need Iowa to catch some losses here. This is yes, it, it's we almost do. out of hand now. How did Wisconsin job to Indiana for God's sake? Indiana's horrible. Yeah, they are. Actually, the one that got me was Minnesota. Illinois was down 26-20 with a minute to go and hit a big pass play to steal that win. The Big Ten West is horrible. I mean, so so we talk, we, we, we were just talking about, you know, 20-team conferences and whatnot. Think about that. We could have, you know, if we split it all back up into eight-team leagues, the Big Ten West would be their own conference here. It'd be fantastic. Well, and you'd have a Big 12 West as well. The Big 10 West would be fantastic. It'd, it'd be outstanding. We'd, you know, everybody would be playing for our, I'm trying to think what bowl game would, would have the automatic tie-in for the, for the Big 10 West. Well, you see, that's just it. They're going to have to rearrange all the bowl games. Yeah, that's, and that's part of it. That's, that was part of why it all worked. That was the, that was the carrot. For winning the conference is you got to go to this bowl game. That was the that was the prize, and it's all been jacked up ever since they added the the the, the New Year's Six and the BCS bowls and all that stuff. So it messed up all of the 
all the prizes on that and the tie-ins got screwed up and then ESPN, you know, kind of took the rest of them and said, yeah, we'll just play with them. We, we can, we can manipulate these however we want, which is fine, but not to the extent that it happens. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if some teams decide not to do a bowl game, you know, or the players, you know, in mass decide not to play. Well, th- now you're, we've game theory this out to about the third step now, just just since we've been recording t- tonight. So, it, yeah, there's so many. It, it ain't like the old days anymore, unfortunately. For better and worse. Well, if you decided to not go to a bowl game, maybe you'd take a vacation instead. And who might you call? If you want to opt out of your bowl game and go on vacation instead... Hit up our girl, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She will take care of your next awesome vacation, no matter where you want to go. You want to do Disney, Universal, all-inclusives across the Caribbean, all major cruise lines. Talk to her about Celebrity Cruise Line. She was doing some work on that over the weekend, sharing some stuff on social media. Check her out, WP Magic Journeys, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the spots where you do your social mediaing. Let her know you heard about her on 6th Year Senior. She'll give you $25 off your next trip deposit. She's the best. She knows her stuff. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories. So let's take a look at some teams that may not make bowl games. Starting with the Big 12. Texas Tech beat TCU 35-28. Both teams are now 4-5, and and they're going to be dogs in at least two of their final three games. Both these teams were projected to get to bowls. And it's not going to happen. I thought Texas Tech was figured it out at one point, and they never, they never got the season into third gear. It didn't quite happen, but they did knock off TCU. TCU going down the toilet. They've come, they've come a long way from uh, taking the field as the number two team in the nation against Georgia ten months ago. My God! And then that happened, and they haven't been the same since. Both teams might finish five and seven, which. Then you look back at their opener where they both lost TCU to Colorado and Texas Tech to Wyoming. As favorites. TCU at home to Texas Tech. <coughs> yeah, Texas Tech goes on the road and, and, you know, weird spot, mile high, 5280, all that stuff does the job. But TCU loses at home and just, we'll talk about that in a second too. <laughs> Uh, Kansas beat Iowa State 28-21. Kansas wins its seventh game for the first time since 2008. Iowa State drops out of any tiebreakers for the Big 12 title game. And they probably need to beat BYU this week as their last two games are Texas and Kansas State. Yeah, Iowa State Iowa State was the, was the bullshit hanging around the Big 12. We knew they were frauds. Kansas knocks them off. Kansas went seven games first time since 2008. Since first time since they went to the Orange Bowl, which is still just one of the most bizarre things of all time. Yeah, it's it, Iowa State. They're uh, they got nothing here. Arkansas beats Florida 39-36 in overtime. Florida comes out wearing black uniforms with inspirational words like excellence and commitment on the back of the jersey. And then they lose in overtime to Arkansas and will probably miss a bowl game. Word to the wise out here, wear your goddamn school colors when, when you play. 
Florida has one of the best looks in college football. You got the orange helmet, the blue jerseys with the you know the white numbers and the orange trim, and they can both their looks look good. Would they do the orange pants or the white pants? It's one of the best looks in college football. Tim Tebow wore it, won the Heisman Trophy. They won two national titles. Why are you playing with this? Why are you messing around with your aesthetic here? You're messing up the brand. You are actively damaging your brand, and it's stupid. I do not know why schools do this. I know it's supposed to be, oh, well, the kids like it. The kids don't like it that much. The kids, they might like it a little bit. The extent of which they like it is does not offset the damage you are doing to your brand when you wear this bullshit. Knock it off. And you know me. I could go for 10 more minutes on uniforms. Yes, you could. Jesus Christ. But let's not. Let, let's get to the ACC. Florida State beat Pittsburgh. They clinched one of the spots in the title game without its two top receivers. Louisville beat Virginia Tech 34-3. to oh. So much for Vaude Tech having a shot. Louisville kicked the shit at that one. That, that, 34-3, and it wasn't that close. Woo! Yeah. And Miami of Florida loses to NC State, so any hope that they had is now gone as well. Yeah, Louisville, if they, basically, if they beat Virginia, they're in the, they're in the uh, ACC championship game. They are a 19-point favorite at home against Virginia. I believe it's Thursday night. And, and we all know Virginia will, would never win as a 19-point underdog on the road in ACC play. Never happened, ever. Duke beat Wake Forest 24-21 behind the running of Jacquez Moore and Jordan Walker. Riley Leonard is now said to be out for a, quote, extended period of time after trying to play for the last two weeks. They went with, I, I forget who the other quarterback was with the funky name, but Duke went with freshman quarterback Grayson Loftus. And he looks like your typical white boy Duke student. Have you yeah, seen boy. the Have you seen the photo of him on you know on ESPN? I have. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I just as you can imagine. Yeah. By the way, Duke had no business winning this football game. Wake Forest outplayed them for sixty minutes, and, and Duke just happened to hang around, keep it tight, got the ball late, and they were able to to scrounge out a field goal in the last. Uh, they kicked it with like twelve seconds left or something. It was late, but. Good on you, Duke. He's way to hang around. Speaking of speaking of double-digit favorites, uh, some team hosts Duke this weekend and opened as, I believe, a 10.5-point favorite. So, my God, just just stir up the rum and Clorox now for me. Jesus <laughs> One last game in the ACC. Boston College beat Syracuse 17-10. Thomas Castellanos runs for the winning touchdown with 2.23 to go. That gives Boston College its sixth win. So as much as you have ripped BC all year, they're bowl eligible. I'll always rip BC. Who's who's BC beaten, by the way? Although I shouldn't talk about who who they've beaten, considering who Carolina's lost to. But you know, there was a before the Louisville game ended. There was if had Louisville lost that game, Boston College would have been like in position to to take advantage and be able to possibly get the ACC championship game. It was bizarre. I was like, how in the hell could could I live in a world where BC was in the ACC title game after all of the shit I've talked about Boston College uh, ever since the beginning of the season? Good on the Eagles. Thank you for proving me wrong. I still don't think you're shit, but hey, you, you can only play the games that are in front of you, and you've won six of them. Good work. Over in the Pac-12, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I just have nothing. I have nothing. I, I have this. Dion talked all that. Sh- I'm sorry, Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Coach Prime talked all that shit last week about you know not having an offensive line and, and he and they changed offensive uh, coordinator play calling whatever it was and Colorado went out and laid that egg against Oregon State at home. Does Sanders not realize that it is not the offensive play calling that's the problem? It is the offensive line and the defense. That that was that was awful, and you know that that was an easy under. As soon as I heard that they were going to change up their offense, I don't know what they did. They ran for minus seven yards. Mm. Uh, granted, most of that was Sanders getting sacked. I think five yeah. times. Yeah, and he actually got beat up again and left the field briefly in the third quarter. Yeah. But because Oregon State held the ball forever, by the time Colorado got the ball back, Sanders was back on the field. Oregon State held the ball for 21 minutes in the second half. Good grief. Just just, just squeezing the life out of the game. That's good stuff. You mentioned whether whether Sanders knows what he... I, I think he does. He's been around the game long enough. He, you know, He's a carny. But he knows. But then why did he carny. do this? Because it's obvious that wasn't the problem. No, carnies are going to carny. They're going to do stuff just to do stuff, and they're going to talk a lot about it. So, you, so you're really not paying attention to the uh, the scams that are going on. So, you know, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime was a fun story for the first three weeks of the season. It all ended the way we thought it was going to end uh, this season, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, in the transfer portal. By the way, uh, he's talking about getting linemen in the transfer portal. That's not a place you go get linemen, by the way. you got to recruit those boys and coach them up. Right. So good luck with that. And I don't think Sanders can coach offensive linemen. Or defense. I, and I'm not sure about that either. And does and does he have the humility to, no. to get somebody in there and let them do their job? No. That, yeah, a big, big X factor there. So we'll see. On the late night get back, Arizona beat UCLA 27 to 10. Damn. So both Oregon State and Arizona have two losses, but they don't have the tiebreaker help if any of the big three get two losses. So it looks like they'll be battling for fourth place. Arizona back in the top 25 this week for the first time since 2017. Hey, I promised you just a little, little while ago I wouldn't rant on uniforms, but funny story out of the uh, the UCLA-Arizona game. Arizona, I don't know what the rule is, but Arizona um, requested to wear uh, whites at home. Pr- praise Jesus uh, on this game. But the, I guess they have to get permission from the league and from the uh, the opponent. UCLA declined the, uh, declined the request. Huh. So Arizona had to regroup. I guess they wore the reds. UCLA wore the road whites. It didn't matter. But uh, just a funny little nugget on that. You know, UCLA being petty and then Arizona took it out on them. So good on Arizona. We, we, we talked a lot of shit about Arizona to start the season. And they have uh, they've progressively gotten better as the seasons go along. You've been on them for a few weeks now. And uh, I think you were ahead of the curve. Yeah, and I, I think, I, I forget who they play this week. But I think, again, they may be a dog and they could produce another victory they could they could be a monkey in the wrench <laughs> back, back up i can't wait on this one i have who arizona plays next week oh who do they play they're, they're on the road and they're a double digit favorite they're at colorado oh okay well that'll be fun 
in the American, talking about monkeys in the wrench, Tulane, SMU, and Texas San Antonio all won once again, so they're all remaining unbeaten. SMU is at Memphis on November 18. Memphis has one loss. And TSA and Tulane play each other on November 25th. So essentially, SMU could do it by beating Memphis. They would be unbeaten, and then TSA and Tulane would knock one of the one of them out. And, and don't ask yes, what happens if Memphis beats SMU. By the way, did you see the Memphis South Florida game? Um, no, I did not. Fifty nine fifty. Oh, good. God. In other words, they outscored Washington and USC. Good grief! They put up fifty nine on South Florida. Alabama only put up seventeen, and they only put up ten points in like fifty nine minutes. Yep. Wow. Uh, in, in that SMU Rice game, both Preston Stone and JT Daniels were injured, so we'll have to watch that to see who might be starting a quarterback for them in the future. And finally, Temple beat Navy 32-18. E.J. Warner returned for Temple, and now Navy needs to beat Army or upset SMU, which I don't think is going to happen, to get to six wins. So let's get to the Mountain West. Fresno State 37, Boise 30. Malik Sherrod, 132 yards, rushing and a touchdown, and a 95-yard kickoff return just after Boise had clawed back to 13-10, I believe. Right before halftime, I, I this one this one never made the main screen for me. Was not as close as the final score indicated. Fresno was in control of that game from 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 the bell. And Fresno and Air Force don't play each other, so it looks like that's going to be the title game. We shall see. In the Sun Belt, Troy has clinched their division, beating South Alabama twenty-eight to ten, along with Louisiana's lost Arkansas State. Troy has booked a spot into the Sun Belt title game. Troy wins the strap. They won the they won the belt, the, the battle of the belt. It's fantastic. Good stuff. I love it. And Kamani Vidal became Troy's all-time leading rusher with 125 yards. Well deserved. Well deserved for the kid. He's had a hell of a season. In Conference USA, New Mexico State beat Middle Tennessee State 13 to 7. Western Kentucky beat UTEP 21-13. That sets up a battle between New Mexico State and Western Kentucky, since Jacksonville State is not eligible. Let's talk about Jack State real fast. They were up in Columbia 28-21. I don't remember if it was the third quarter, early fourth quarter. South Carolina tied the game, wound up taking the lead on a field goal with about five minutes left. Jack State had the ball and was driving. South Carolina couldn't stop them. It was like, oh my God, Jack State's about to run the clock out and win this game with a touchdown in the final 30 seconds. That's what it felt like. And threw a pick for a, uh, for a return for a touchdown uh, with about a minute and a half left uh, along, the, along the far sideline. It was right there for Jack State until it wasn't. So, so close yet so far away. And meanwhile, Sam Houston State did get a win, 24-21, but it's against Kennesaw State. So they're still looking for their first win against an FBS team. They are playing Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky, and Middle Tennessee the last three games of the season. That doesn't sound promising. Yeah, especially with La Tech on the roof. If La Tech was at home, I said, oh, you might be able to give them a game, but uh, I, I don't like the draw here. And finally, in the MAC, 
Akron defeats Kent State 31-27 in a battle of the of the four worst teams in the Sagarin theory. Hmm. Akron scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Kent gained only nine yards on 13 plays in the fourth quarter. How are you going to go for less than less than a yard a carry or less than a yard a play? Especially when you're winning. Yeah, exactly. Brutal. So let's get to next week's schedule. And, and yeah, the, this might be a short pod this week. I'm not feeling great. Here we go. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, these games are horrendous. Probably the best game there is is Ohio and Buffalo. And Ohio will probably beat Buffalo by double digits. Yeah, probably so. On Friday, you got North Texas at SMU. Depending on who SMU's quarterback is, that could be interesting. You got a late-night get-back game on Friday. Wyoming at UNLV on Fox Sports 1 at 745 Vegas time. That's a good game. That's a good game right there. That is. Yeah. Then we get to Saturday. Michigan-Penn State on Fox. Some people will call that a big game, but... I, I just can't see Penn State hanging with Michigan at all. Michigan's on the road. They're only a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Michigan wins this game, but I think Penn State's good enough to, to make them work for it for 60 full minutes. Well, I would hope that you're right just to have an entertaining football game on at 9 a.m. because There ain't a lot of good ones. There, yeah, there ain't <laughs> anything left here. At 11 a.m., Arizona at Colorado. It's on the Pac-12 network. Oh, man. Come on. And then at 1230 on Fox, I'm not sure what's going on here. Fox is either going to put on Utah and Washington at 1230 or at 730. I'm guessing that USC Oregon is going to be the other side of that. I've, I've I've got it locked in. As Utah and Washington in that slot and, and the USC-Oregon game late. Okay. Okay. Because they, they also did this at 5 p.m. on the ACC network, Duke, Duke and North Carolina or Georgia Tech at Clemson. And the Georgia Tech-Clemson game is also scheduled at 9 a.m. on ABC. Yeah, th- that was – all right, so the TV broke, broke throughout the day on Sunday – Tech and Clemson's early. Duke and Carolina's on the ACC network late. Oh, uh, okay. Um, the, the TV scheduling this year has been especially stupid. There have been more of the, the network six-day holds this year than I can ever remember. It's stupid. Also, at 1230, you got Minnesota at Purdue on NBC. Miami of Florida on, against Florida State on ABC. I just wrote that as ACB. yeah the debauchery was hard this weekend buddy northwestern's at wisconsin on fox sports one that'll be another 30 point total right there and then rutgers at iowa on the big 10 network okay i'm looking at rutgers iowa right now big 10 network 12 30 vegas time iowa a two-point favorite i've got that total at 28 and oh man that's crazy how, oh my God! I can't even. I like. I can't. I, whatever the Vince McMahon meme that dropped this week with the you know 
cut it off. That's me for Rutgers, Iowa. <laughs> no fucking way. No fucking way I'm watching that. At 4 o'clock on ESPN is Ole Miss in Georgia. I guess we can hope for the best, but I just don't see Ole Miss being able to beat Georgia. Maybe that's why Ole Miss didn't cover this week. They were looking ahead. They're planning for the for, for the big game this week. Ole Miss in Athens, Georgia, you know, they're a double-digit favorite here. I, I don't see how it happens. But, hey, Lane Kiffin knows the spread, so who the hell knows? Yeah, okay. Let's see. Uh, late games, Iowa State at BYU at 7.15 on ESPN. Uh, New Mexico at Boise on Fox Sports 1 at 7. And then we've already mentioned USC, Oregon on Fox 7.30. Fresno, San Jose State on CBS Sports at the same time. And then there is a late night get back game. It's Air Force and Hawaii on Team One Sports. Shout out to New Mexico real fast. They got their asses whipped by UNLV last week. There was a, a photo that was making the rounds of the scoreboard in Albuquerque uh, late in the game. Uh, they, you know, when you've got the, the 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 special messages up on the board, it says, "Hey, you know, we'll." we'll They'll welcome the groups that are in attendance, you know, so-and-so, you know, company of, uh, of Albuquerque, New Mexico Health Board, whatever it is. They said, you know, welcome Connor Stallions uh, to the <laughs> The funniest part about that, the, the funniest part about it was up in the left-hand corner of the scoreboard, it was 56-7. to 7. UNLV was winning when they made this joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, good for uh, good for New Mexico for leaning into it and and not taking themselves too seriously. It was good stuff. Well, that's all we got, and that's all I have. We're uh, yeah, we're, fa- we're we're fading. Uh, I'm I'm fading. I'm fading quick. Hopefully, we'll come back on Wednesday. I'll feel much better, and we will give you guaranteed winners after the debacle that I had this past week. We're, we're going to come back Wednesday. We're going to give you guaranteed winners. We're also going to talk about some fucking college basketball yes. that's going down this week. Tips off Monday night. As you're listening to this, you probably got the hardwood, sneakers squeaking, balls bouncing, rims rattling, whistles blowing, all that stuff. It's finally here. College basketball's back, baby. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some college football. We'll talk about gambling. We'll talk about wrestling. We'll talk about all kinds of different stuff. That's the best producer in the business now, Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll be back Wednesday to talk about all that stuff and God knows what else right here on Six Year Seniors.